Are you ready to take your business to the top? Well, strap in and hold on tight. You're listening to the Top of the Wall Podcast from Redwall Marketing. Business and marketing strategies to lift you above the competition and over the wall of mediocrity. Now, here's your host, J.R. Griggs. Hey, it's JR here with Redwall Marketing, and today we're going to look at uh, handling negative reviews online. So this is, you know, the, the review sites are enormous today. They're a big part of internet searches. They're not going away. Um, it's not a fad. It's here to stay. And so, uh, it, it, you know, it's really a good idea to embrace that and learn how to work with it. Learn how to use these reviews to your advantage because they really, really, really should be used to your advantage. And I've discussed before that, um, you know, the the businesses that have the most positive reviews are the ones that are, are generally getting the traffic online these days when, when people are doing um, searches where reviews are involved. And that's – it's really pretty heavy. I mean, you got Google and Foursquare and Yelp and – um, they're all sharing information. Yahoo and Bing are pulling reviews from Yelp. Uh, if you're using your iPhone, uh, Siri, or uh, even you know the Google Android, they're pulling reviews from these review sites. So you know, for instance, if I um, pull up Siri and ask for you know a pizza restaurant nearby, it, you know it's going to pull up pizza restaurants with. Yelp reviews in display and I can click those reviews and I can leave reviews and in fact I just uh, I did just mention in uh, the either the previous podcast or the one before that about how when we were traveling uh, to Canada recently we were using reviews heavily to pick our hotels because we didn't know where we'd be we, we kind of had a set uh, goal to be at a certain place each night, but we really weren't sure. And I knew we could get a hotel. It wasn't like some busy season at the time we were traveling. So I knew we could get a hotel. We decided, you know, within an hour or two of where, uh, of where we knew we'd be, that's when we would start looking for hotels. And that's how we did it. But we used reviews heavily to decide where to stay. So they are huge. And, uh, if, if you're one of the many business owners I've talked to who are trying to run from the reviews don't do it just just do not do it um it's you're not going to be able to run from this I've, I've spoken to business owners who were just angry um about reviews and the way they're working and the world's out to get them and all these you know yelp is out to get them and and just you know do i agree with everything that yelp does no and um do are there issues absolutely same with google there's issues on these review sites there's no doubt about that i uh helped a business owner figure out a way to get his uh positive reviews up uh for his restaurant and i watched legitimate reviews from happy customers get uh hidden constantly from yelp it was constantly hidden um and that was you know uh, partly you know there there is some some um, benefit to that in a sense that you know the people that he was getting to leave these reviews had never left reviews before, and so Yelp was hiding them because hey, this is the first time, and you get a bunch of them in a row. So there are reasons why Yelp does what they do, even though these were legitimate reviews, and Yelp does you know uh, want you to encourage your customers to leave reviews. They don't want you to bribe them or tell them what to leave, but they do want you advertising, putting stickers up that say review us on Yelp, and so they do want you doing that. Uh, but here's the thing. It will even out over time. It does even out. So so 
you know, the the things that I don't like about Google and Yelp and some of these other review sites, the way they work, it does even out. So don't worry about it. Just, you know, stick with getting the reviews. But deciding that you're against these reviews or that you're not going to participate, it doesn't do you any good. I mean, you're, you're not going to get anywhere with that. You're not uh, going to cause Yelp to shut down and not list your business again. Your business is public uh, record. So Google's going to add your business whether you like it or not. Yelp's going to add your business whether you like it or not. Your customers are allowed to add your business. Um, they could be sitting there and add your business as they're there. Foursquare, all of these ones, I mean, anybody could add your business there. So you're, you're better off not running from it and thinking the world's out to get you. You're better off doing business right and following the system, you know, embracing it and making it work for you. So I know you've heard me, uh, if you've listened to this podcast before, I've talked about how, how uh, important reviews are. I've talked about how I've used them, especially on the road. I've talked about um, you know, how you need to use that for your, your, your benefit. Google's using it for ranking signals. There's a lot of benefits to getting those reviews up. Not only does uh, it help with your search engine ranking, but your appearance on the search engine. And I've talked about on Google, if you get at least five reviews – on Google, the stars will light up at the, uh, you know, when you do a search, you'll notice that there's stars and some are gray and some are colored. Well, the ones that are colored are the ones that have at least five reviews. So that stands out more when somebody's searching for your business. Now, maybe you're in a rare position where, you know, reviews may not affect you. And the only, the only place I could see that uh, being relevant are businesses that don't typically have review sites. Local businesses are going to be the, the ones that, that typically um, are, are, are going to be, you know, the, the ones benefited or hurt by reviews. Uh, online businesses, you're a little bit less likely, but not always. And I'm sure that's changing. They're working on different ways to get that uh, changed. But if you're a local business and, and, and maybe you rely on a lot of walk-in traffic, like you're at the mall, and so people just walk in, they don't typically search for you. Sure, maybe, you know, reviews aren't going to affect you as much. But just because you're in the mall doesn't mean that people aren't searching for what you offer and making a decision whether or not to go to the mall to use your business based on that info. So you don't want to, you know, completely ignore it just because you've got one good stream of walk-in traffic. Uh, in previous podcasts and all over the, you know, any, any just about anything I've ever taught, I've, I've always mentioned you want multiple streams of traffic. You want multiple streams of customers and lead generation. So relying on just the walk-in traffic is not smart. You, you also need the people that are going to search you online. If you're a local business and people are just constantly complaining about your, uh, your, your store, location, restaurant, whatever, your product online, you know, you're losing customers. I can guarantee you're losing customers. Let's just, before we go much further, I'm going to look at some statistics here. And these are actually, um, these are actually uh, a little bit dated. So it's going to be, it's going to be even higher. So everything you're hearing now, this is about two years old, this info <clears throat> that I have actually just on hand um, in the, uh, in, a, in a file here that I just grabbed uh, before the podcast. But um, just to give you an idea of, of what's happening with Search okay, so in 2009, local search volume uh, was about 1 billion, in 2010, 1.5, 2011, 2.3, 2012, 3.5. Okay, now that's that's outdated info, but if you were to just follow that pattern, you could possibly guess that it's at about 5.5 6 billion right now, 
local search volume. That means the amount of people that are searching for local businesses online before making a decision or going somewhere. They're not just hopping in their car and driving and finding something or necessarily going straight to the mall. By the way, I mentioned previously in, in another podcast that malls have uh, – was it the, there's no new malls have been built in like six years or something. It's, it's a staggering number. Malls are starting to um, – you know, to, to lose their popularity. They're not as crowded anymore. People are tending to shop online first before just showing up at a mall and walking around. So that's important to think about. Um, but that's that just shows you local search traffic, search volume is rising. 80% of um, searchers report that they researched online before making a purchase within a 10 to 20 mile radius. So uh, when they're searching... Even though they're just searching for a local business, they're doing research to make sure that you're a good business, that they're, you know, they're not going to get ripped off or be disappointed. That's huge, okay? At the time of this report, which was about 2012, 2013, um, 37% of business owners had claimed their listings online. This is when I was you know, still getting a lot of business owners tell me they're running from it. Don't run from it. Embrace it. Go get your listings and make sure that you control them, Right. Uh, percentage of customers that shop online for information, about 89% say they shop online. Uh, 93% of them are searching for retail offline. So they're doing the research, but 93% are still going offline. So it's, although the mall traffic and things like that are going down, people still like to buy local. They still like to go touch, feel, uh, Talk to somebody before making a purchase. They still want to know that they have somewhere local to go and, and uh, if there's a problem or if they need help with the product. So it's extremely, extremely important. Let me skip over some some of these here and get into uh, trust factor here. Let me find that one here. So uh, most frequently used resource on this survey, people were asked, okay? Most frequently used resource, 55% said customer reviews. So the most frequently used resource to make their decision, 55% said that they were going right to the reviews. Okay, Eight out of 10 people had their purchase decision made by the reviews. So their purchase decision was directly influenced by the review. Eight out of 10 people used reviews to decide on a, on a, on a different alternative. So Eight out of ten are choosing you based on the reviews, but eight out of ten are also saying that they were they would choose your competition based on your competition's reviews. That's huge. Eighty-four percent of people surveyed said that they trust customer reviews over expert reviews. So loading your website with expert reviews or your own testimonials isn't going to cut it. Okay. Seventy-eight percent of people believe that customer reviews are more credible than any other form of advertising. That is huge. Huge. Uh, Customer satisfaction. Let's see here. Actually, let's look at increased profits. People will pay over 30% more for companies with excellent reviews. That means that your $10 pizza could be sold for $13 if your reviews showed that you were worth that $13. People would pay an extra $3 for your pizza just because of how good the reviews are. Increased loyalty and satisfaction. 21% said that it increased their customer satisfaction. 18% said it increased their loyalty when they were satisfied with your reviews. Okay? That's enormous. So that's just to – that's enough of the data there to let you – 
let you know, excuse me, that reviews are extremely important. They're extremely important, and you can't stop them. They're going to happen. Companies are going to keep building on these. They're going to keep adding more review sites. Your customers are going to keep leaving reviews, and it's going to get easier and easier and easier to do so. I mean, you can do it on Facebook. You can do it on Google. You can do it on Yelp and Foursquare and, and Yellow Pages, Insider Circle, or Merchant Circle, Insider Page. All of these are allowing customers to leave reviews, and they're going to keep doing it. And they're all sharing this info, by the way, so it spreads fast. One review goes up, and then several other review sites copy that review and use it in theirs. So it's spreading fast. So let's get past that. Now, let's get on to the negative review part, okay? Because they're going to happen, right? So let's take a look at why are people leaving reviews, okay? In a survey, it showed that most of them are leaving reviews to help others make good decisions. 90% said that. 86% to share experiences, 79% 79% because they rely, people rely on customer reviews and posting reviews is a way of giving back. So because they rely so heavily on reviews, they feel like they need to give back. That's an important thing. So this is, this is we're just looking at the psychology of your reviewers. Why are your customers leaving reviews? Uh, 79% said to reward a company that has do, had done right by you. So 79% said they leave a review uh, uh, because they want to reward the company. Okay, and I'm not going to read all these. The majority of these are uh, about good reviews. People want to leave the good reviews. Okay, it makes them feel good. It makes them feel part of a community. And by the way, the more reviews you have, the more it entices your new customers to leave a review. They feel like a, a moral responsibility to leave a review with you. So that's a that's a big deal. Um, but yeah, all of these statistics I'm looking at, every single one of them shows you why they're leaving these positive reviews, okay? Uh, now, this was asked about whether they leave positive or negative. Was it positive most of the time, positive every time, negative most of the time, negative every time, or equally split, right? <clears throat> 51% said they leave positive most times. 36% said positive every time. And uh, equally split was the other big category. So the majority of your market wants to leave a positive review. Okay. 36% say they leave a positive review every time. 36% of your you know market, 36% of people surveyed don't even leave negative reviews. 51% are leaving positive most of the time. And 11% are equally split. It's about 50-50. They can go either way. Only 1% said they leave negative most of the time. And only 1% said they leave negative every time. So they want to leave positive reviews. They want to. It feels good. It doesn't always feel good to go on and complain unless you're just a bad person that's got a lot of anger pent up, okay? So understand that they want to leave reviews, and this is why you need to embrace it so much. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> excuse me. But yeah, anyway, I don't want to go too much into more into statistics, but this is just basic. And this is from 2012, by the way. This is This is from 2012... Uh, 2013 maybe, because all the data is from 2012, so it's probably from 2013. It's probably not that old. Uh, but that that just shows you that they want to leave positive reviews. So that's the psychology. They don't want to leave negative reviews. But if you give somebody a really bad experience, they're going to leave a negative review, especially if they know how to or they're used to it. Okay. And the old saying goes that if you make somebody happy, they'll tell one person. You make somebody mad, they'll tell ten. Well, in today's day... You make somebody happy, they may only tell one, but they could tell hundreds, thousands. And if you make somebody mad, 
they're going to tell hundreds and thousands because they leave that review and hundreds and thousands are going to see it. Okay, so that is a very big deal. So getting into, we, we, we now understand that you, you don't want to run from it, right? You don't want to run from these reviews. You want to stick with them. Uh, you want to embrace them. You can't avoid them. And people are using them. It's influencing your market. So that's another big thing. And number four here, they want to leave good reviews. They want to. So giving them the opportunity and giving them a reason to is just in your benefit. So when it comes to negative reviews, here's some ways to avoid them and what to do about them. Okay. Number one, the number one way to avoid negative reviews is do business right. (laughs) Offer a good experience. Um, Treat the customer well. Treat them like gold, like they should be, right? That's your livelihood there. Is the customer always right? Absolutely not. You'll never hear me say that the customer is always right. The customer is often wrong. However, they do deserve, because they're willing to spend money with you, to be treated with respect, to be treated well, to have a clean restaurant, clean store, well pro- uh, well-priced products or well-placed products, clean products, working products, friendly staff. They do deserve... Those things. And you know, I don't want to hear any stories about how you do all that and you have the friendliest staff in the world and you have the best food in the world, but people still leave bad reviews. Come on. Uh, it's, just not, it's just not how it works, okay? So give them a good experience. Treat them right. Do all the things you're supposed to do and they'll leave good reviews, okay? So that's the first step is make sure you're treating the customer right bathrooms are clean, whatever it is that your customers are going to be happy with. Give them the greatest experience. And you know what? Don't just do it right. Do it exceptionally right. Blow them away. Be unique. Be remarkable. Go above and beyond what they should ever expect from a business, from your competitors. Go above and beyond because that's the one that they rec- they, that they remember. If I order a pizza and I pick up the pizza and it tastes like pizza and it was a cashier that I just typically pay, what entices me to then go, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm going to leave a review, right? If you're just doing the basics, you're just existing and you're good at the basics do not expect people to overwhelmingly rush out to yelp or google or wherever and leave a ton of reviews for you it's just not going to happen okay be exceptional have the exceptionally good pizza with the exceptionally good service with the exceptionally good cashier or cook or whatever it is go that extra mile so that your place stands out and even if they don't leave a review they're coming back they're telling friends they're going to be back as a as a, a, a continual customer. So just do business right. Be exceptional, okay? That's the first thing. Now, the second thing is make sure you're embracing the reviews because if you're not and you're not actively uh, pushing for reviews, you're leaving it up to your customer's chance to leave that review. However, Yelp, Foursquare, a lot of these companies give out stickers and little promotional materials that you can put up in your store to show that you're on these places, right? TripAdvisor, whatever, you can put them on your website. They have 
tools available for you to help you. If you're, uh, you know, listed in Angie's list, if you're a service business, they have tools available, little review us buttons you can put on your website that lead back to your listing to get a review. Uh, you can put them in your business cards and brochures. Just make sure you're following the, the right rules. They're going to be, yes, very picky about using their logo. So you have to make sure that you're using the proper one. But they do give you, they all, they all have a standard for you can use this logo in this way or you can use this sticker. Foursquare often mails you little stickers to put on your door. Check in on Foursquare or Facebook or Yelp. You can use these to your advantage. Make sure that you've claimed your listings. Don't just uh, have a listing. Go online, create an account, claim your listing. You'll have to verify the listing over the phone. They'll call you or they'll mail you a letter and you'll have to go through a process to make sure that you're the legitimate owner so that nobody, basically your competition or somebody just willing to, wanting to do you harm, can claim your listing and then ruin it, right? So they're very careful to make sure that you actually own the listing. So go claim it, fill it out completely, make sure your name and address are all proper, that you've got photos, you've got a good description, and then start sending customers to those reviews. Now, the first two steps are your most important, okay? You're probably thinking that this entire podcast was going to be about how to fight these evil people that are leaving bad reviews, how to, how to get them, how to sneakily get those reviews removed, right? I was going to teach you some tactic uh, to get Yelp to remove the review or to hide it or some hack to get it removed, right? Well, that's not going to happen. So you could probably you know, turn off the podcast if you think I have some crazy hack to remove your negative reviews. I am going to talk in a minute on how to deal with those negative ones when they come in, but the top two ways to make sure that you are not being affected by negative reviews, not blocking them, by the way. I didn't say blocking or getting them removed or not having them at all. The number one, number two, uh, two top ways to get, uh, make sure they're not going to affect you is one, do business right, do it exceptional, give people a reason to say wow. If you're not wowing them, there's no reason for them to leave a review. The second thing is push them to the reviews. Because the more good reviews you have coming in, the more it's going to hide the bad ones. It's going to hide those bad ones. Okay. Same with uh, if you're an online product. You want to do the same thing. There's plenty of online review systems. Amazon. Uh, if you're selling product on Amazon, if you've got a, a product that you've listed on Amazon and you're selling it there yourself, work those reviews. Make sure you're delivering an exceptional product, getting the shipping out on time. Anything you can do to make sure that people are leaving good reviews for you online. Amazon handles a lot of that stuff on its own, by the way, so you just have to provide a good product. But if you're if you're selling things right off of your website, there's third-party pro- products that you can add to your website that'll collect the reviews for you, verify that the reviews are legit, and it shows your customer that this is a legit review. This is a you know verified system. It's a third-party program that's solicited and guaranteed that the review is real, not some phony review. You've guaranteed the product purchase. There's ways to do that. Use those programs and push people to the reviews. That's going to load you with a ton of good reviews. And what happens is if you get 10 five-star reviews and one one-star reviews, you're still doing pretty good. You're averaging that four-star, uh, four-and-a-half star. Even though you got the one bad review, all the good reviews are going to keep you up there. Your rating's still going to be high. 
The other thing it's going to do is it's going to bury the negative reviews. If you've got 10 reviews coming in a month and one's bad, and I hope you're doing better than 10%, okay? But let's say one negative comes in every single month, one really bad one. Well, nine more are going to pile on top of it within 30 days. So it's not going to have a chance to affect you. And I've left, and I know you probably have, I've gone to sites, read reviews, read a bunch of good ones, and then I'll read a, a, the few negative ones and still you done business with that place because overall I could still see it was a good experience and they had a few complainers, okay? It's when the negative reviews are overwhelming um, that I have a problem. That's when, uh, or, or, or certain, certain issues, like when my wife's looking up a hotel, if she sees one complaint of bugs, she's done. <laughs> she's out, okay? That's just her thing with, re- with hotels. One complaint about a bug, she's gone, okay? So that might uh, affect you a little bit more if you're dealing with, um, you know, my wife, for instance. But there's not much you can do about things like that. They're going to happen sometimes, other than making sure you don't have bugs, but... You know, maybe somebody was a little nuts and um, the bug was a moth that came in. Uh, you know, there's not a whole lot you could do about that unless you've got a way to treat the outside uh, to stop that from happening. You know, there could be other things happening there. Uh, and maybe my wife would overlook it if there was like 100 good reviews and then one review mentioned bugs. She might say, well, there's only that one. So understand that the more good reviews you have coming in, the less likely the bad ones are going to affect you. Okay? So... Embrace it, okay? Embrace the, the review systems, sign up, make sure you're on them, and do business right so that people will want to leave good reviews for you. Encourage them to do so. Hand them cards. Uh, I've, I've worked with a lot of business owners where we set up a review page, and on that review page, it might be like a slash review dash us or slash review us or whatever you want to call it, slash review. And on there is links to all the places that a review can be left. So Google and Yelp and Facebook and all those places are on there so that we're pushing them to go leave reviews for us. That's a big key right there. Push your customers to leave reviews for you on those sites and give them an easy way to do so. Remind them. If you're a hotel, give them a sheet of paper on their way out that shows that they're on uh, that you're you're on those places, right? Uh, restaurants can usually add information to the bottom of their receipt. You can almost always add something to the bottom of the receipt. I almost never see this, by the way, occasionally. But most merchant accounts will allow you to add a personal message to the bottom of your receipt, and you could simply put on every receipt at your restaurant. Uh, you know, if it, we hope you enjoyed. Um, you know, your visit with us and your food. We'd love to hear your feedback. Please go to, you know, something, something.com slash reviews and leave us a review. So that's another way to do that. Find ways to get the place where you can have your customers leave reviews in front of your customers. If Foursquare is giving you a sticker for your door, put it on your door. That's going to remind people as they get there to check in and leave a review. Same with Yelp or Google. Okay. So use, use these tools available to you to push them in there. Now, when it comes to somebody actually leaving a bad review, most people just want to vent. They just want to be heard. They don't feel like they were at your store. Um, Or they may not have said anything, by the way, because here's another thing. A lot of people don't like confrontation, so they don't want to complain. And while you might think it's the review system that's causing all the problems, it's generally not. It's usually just human nature. People don't want to leave uh, 
or have confrontations. So in the past, they would just leave and never come back. That was their way of non-confronting, um, just not doing business with you. Just leave and never come back. Well, now they won't do that because they can easily, or they will still do that, but some of them have a chance to vent by going online and leaving a review, and they don't have to worry about a confrontation because you're not going to track them down because a lot of these sites, they're not necessarily using their full name. They're using a nickname or their first and last initial, whatever the case may be. Um, that's what they're doing. So um, they just want to be heard. They want to be answered. And here's the, uh, the key. Almost every one of these sites allows you to respond to these negative reviews. So if your first instinct is to run to Yelp and say, please remove this review, you have to understand that's not going to happen. Very, very seldom. It's going to be super, super rare, and you probably have to prove fraudulent activity, competitor sabotage. You're going to have to prove something to get Yelp or Google to remove these reviews. It's generally not going to happen. So don't worry about that. Instead, focus on how to handle this situation. And here's what what my recommendation is always uh, to be. If somebody leaves a bad review, you almost always, with most of these sites, have a chance to respond to that. And what you don't want to do is get into an argument online. You don't want to get into um, you know, some debate that they're wrong. Okay, Calling the customer wrong or whatever the case may be is not going to help your case any. It's not going to help you. Address the concern. That's your first step. Address the concern. Apologize for any inconvenience, whatever, you know, and uh, seek a way to further help them. Okay? So Joe Schmo goes online and complains. The food was horrible. The waitress was rude. It took us 30 minutes to get our food. I'd never, I'd never visit this place again, whatever they say, right? As an owner, you can let that review go if it's so rare and you got so many coming in. Sometimes if you got so many coming in, especially a lot of good ones, just leave them alone. You don't even have to respond, right? Uh, just just uh, move on. But if you're still in that place where you still want to deal with the reviews and you still want to address them, uh, a simple, you know, hey, I, we are so sorry that you had a bad experience here. Um, that's not something that we, you know, strive to have happen. We do not accept, uh, you know, um, long wait times or, or rude staff. Uh, if you would, please give me a call. I'm the owner. I'm the manager. Here's the number. Ask for Mike. Ask for Joe. Ask for Cheryl or Christine or whatever your name is. And, and I would love to make this right with you. Okay. That does, that goes, that does so much for you right there. Just a very polite, so sorry, I understand, I'd be frustrated too. Oh my, man, if I had to wait that long, I would not be happy. Understand with them. Now, here's the thing. Maybe this person's a total jerk. Maybe you know that. Maybe you don't feel like it. Maybe uh, you know who's leaving the review, and chances are they're just a total idiot, and and, and they'll never call, okay? It doesn't matter. It, It doesn't matter. What we're trying to do here is, number one, you should care, okay? That's the first thing. You should care that somebody's upset and not happy with your business. Even if they're a jerk, even if they're wrong, you should care and you should want to fix it. And I understand sometimes customers are going to get into your skin and it's just going to be a horrible experience. But you should care. So showing that isn't a bad thing to begin with. But here's the thing. It's not just about them. People are watching you. People are going online and they're looking at your reviews and they're watching you. So they're watching how you handle 
that review. That person may never come in again. They may never do business with you. They may never call. Or they may call and they may be just so unreasonable that there's nothing you can do to make them happy. Okay? Although I recommend doing what you can. Give them a free meal. Whatever you can do. Offer a refund. Whatever you can do to make them happy. Okay? It's just going to be worth it. Go overboard. Go overboard. All right? Because people are watching. Somebody goes to that site, goes to Yelp or Foursquare or Google and sees this negative review. The food was horrible. We waited long and the server was unfriendly. And then there's this, oh, hey, I am so sorry. My name's Mike. I'm the manager. I really apologize. This is not how we do business and we do not um, accept mediocrity from you know our servers or our food. Uh, please give me a call. Call this number. Ask for me. I'm, I'm usually here Monday through Friday at this time, you know, or, or whatever the hours are. Please give me a call. I want to make this right and find out what happens so we can make sure this doesn't happen to anybody else. Even if it ends there, no other comments. The guy never comes in. Lady never comes in. Whatever happens doesn't, you know, whatever. People reading are seeing that and going, oh, wow, look at that. They've got all these good reviews, and then there's this negative review, and look at that. The manager jumped right in and offered to make it right and was extremely sorry and understood his concerns. That's cool. That means if I do go there and I have a bad experience, I'm probably going to be able to get it resolved. That's huge. So don't just think about the one customer. Think about everybody that's looking. Now, let's say you do overwhelmingly blow this customer away with making it right. You're apologizing. I'm sorry. Come in for a free dinner on me. Bring a friend. You know, we're going to make this right. And the guy comes in, lady comes in, whatever. You refund the money or fix the problem or whatever you need to do to make them happy. Maybe they go back on and update the review, which they can do, by the way. They can do that in most cases. They can leave update. We called. We talked to Mike. He smoothed everything over, uh, gave us a free meal. We went back. It was actually exceptional. The the waitress we had that day or waiter we had that day was awesome. And, um, you know, we're sorry we left the first review. And to begin with, it was probably just a bad day. How well do you think that's going to go over? Right? How well do you think that's going to go over? So there's really your game plan. Okay. Don't worry about trying to hack into Yelp and remove the review or bringing up a lawsuit against Yelp because go online and look up those stories of businesses suing over bad reviews. It's happening and they're paying a big price because it's making news headlines and, you know, Joe's Bakery is suing customer for bad review. How much do you think that's going to affect business, right? When you're on the local news as the bakery that's suing some guy who was upset because he got a stale cupcake. I don't think that's going to go over well. You're not going to get the result you were looking for. So instead, embrace the reviews. Embrace the systems. They're here to stay and they're only going to get more efficient and bigger and more weight will be added to them. So embrace it. Stick with it. Do business right. Treat your customers right. Run a clean business. Give them the product and service they're looking for. If shipping is an issue, make sure you're shipping fast. Get products out the same day. Make sure products are packaged right so they're not going to break. If it's email delivery, email it right away. Be on top of things. Address customers' concerns. When there's a complaint, address it. Don't be frustrated with them. Understand that they're just trying to get a good deal or whatever the case is. They just want to make sure they're not ripped off. Work with your customers. Blow them away with the expectations. Be remarkable. Embrace the system. 
And when you do get negative reviews, apologize. Deal with it the right way. Shocking, right? Just deal with customers the right way. Deal with them the way you would want to be treated. Make it right. Pretend that's your grandmother who's offended. How would you want your grandmother, your wife, your daughter, your son, uh, your husband, whoever it is, your mom, how would you want them treated if that was them? Treat them that way, okay? Give them the respect as a person, as somebody who feels wronged and make it right. People are going to see that because now it's in public. It's no longer, okay, uh, you know, where you could just be a bad business and hide it and nobody knows until they go there and experience it themselves, you can, people can now find out about you before they ever step foot in. So do it right. Apologize, make things right with the customer respond only if you really feel that you need to, because the reviews are, are coming in. And if you genuinely care to make it right, you're genuinely concerned and you're going to make it right. Then you can respond online and make sure that, uh, you make it right with the customer. And I'm telling you right now, even if nothing ever happens from it, they never see it. They never call. You never have a chance to make it right. Other people are going to see your response and it's going to affect their decision. So that's it. I, I'm sorry to disappoint if you thought I had some hacks to uh, you know, get your negative reviews removed, but that's just not how it works. It's about doing business right and it's about using the tools to your benefit. That's how you do this. That's how you make these reviews work for you. That's how you handle negative reviews. And that's how you're going to thrive over your competition, which is what we want to do. I will see you next week on the next episode. Have a great week and get those reviews coming in. Thanks for listening to the Top of the Wall podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any of the great episodes coming up for you. For more resources and tools to take your business to the top, visit redwallmarketing.com.